I'm Jo Roberts and this is my podcast. Thank you very much for listening. As usual, please like, subscribe, share, etc. Today I am going to be talking about a subject which is actually quite topical at the moment and it's also something that I was discussing with someone today. Recently in my home country of Scotland there was a census. Uh, The census is when you uh, have to fill out a form uh, issued by the government which asks you a bunch of stupid arbitrary questions uh, but apparently it's required by law and if you don't fill it out I think they can try and fine you. So one of the first questions that they ask you in the form obviously is about your biological sex and uh, there are two options, male and female. Uh, But this uh, topic has come to attention uh, of people in Scotland and uh, far beyond because in a historic decision, the Scottish government has allowed transgender people to select uh, for themselves which sex they have recorded on the census, even without a gender recognition certificate, which they would have needed before. So just to clarify what I mean by that, somebody can be born um, male or female, but the Scottish government is allowing them to record that differently on the Scottish census. So I won't be commenting upon the actual dynamics of that or any of the sort of transgender angle of this issue. Um, In this podcast, I will be looking upon this from the perspective of an intersex person because the birth certificate issue affects us as well. So for the purposes of this podcast, I am going to be commenting upon an article which was in The Guardian. It's not a paper that I would normally read, but I have to get my information from somewhere. So I'm just going to start reading this and I'm going to comment upon it as we go along. Um, So it begins, a judge has approved a decision to allow any transgender person in Scotland to select male or female as their sex in this year's census without holding a gender recognition certificate. Lord Sanderson, a civil court judge sitting in Edinburgh, threw out a legal challenge by blah blah blah, that's not the relevant part. National Records for Scotland, the government agency, will now publish census returns asking the question, what is your sex, and offer two options of male and female. Um, Its guidance reads, if you are transgender, the answer you give can be different from what is on your birth certificate. You do not need a gender recognition certificate. Sanderson ruled there was no legal requirement to insist on legal proof of sex for the census, which will be out on the 20th of March. Sanderson said government agencies recognise sex and gender in different ways and as the census legislation did not adjudicate one way or the other on this issue, Scottish ministers were able to set the question this way. In the modern age, this is a quote, in the modern age where social change has meant that such issues are much more openly and widely discussed and debated, I would find it impossible to find that the word sex in a statute enabling the general population to be asked questions for the wide and general purposes for which a census is conducted falls to be regarded as restricted in the sense for which the petitioner contends, he wrote. Rather, I would accept the suggestion that biological sex, sex recognised by law or self-identified or lived sex, as at the date of the census, are all capable of being comprehended within the word. 
Vic Valentine of the pro-trans campaign group Scottish Trans Alliance welcomed the judge's ruling. Scotland's census is meant to count everyone in Scotland as who they are on census day and the guidance provided reassures trans men and trans women that this is the same for them as it is for everyone else. This is an important decision, clearly stating that all trans men and trans women are able to be counted on the census as who they are, not just those who have changed the sex on their birth certificate. That is the end of the article and just to clarify, the crux of this is that the Scottish Government is allowing people to pick uh, a choice on the Scottish census which differs from that which is recorded on their birth certificate. So my perspective on this as an intersex person is um, obviously going to be um, the fact that this is a, a move on the part of the Scottish Government to try and make it look as though they care about um, sort of um, self-expression and um, sort of self-identity and self-determination and sort of having autonomy over your your sense of self and determining your sense of self and nothing of the sort is true. Juxtaposed to this, in this country, this same country, intersex people are still being forced to identify as either man or woman and have that recorded on their birth certificate even when in certain instances it's um it's not what they identify as it's not what they see themselves as and in some cases their biology is literally made up of um sort of different components of both male and female and um we're <coughs> completely being shut out of this entire thing and are being forced and have been forced for however long birth certificates have existed to identify one way or the other. Even worse than that, over and above that, we literally have those identities forced upon us, uh, literally, physically forced upon us by a medical profession who are using scalpels to try and create identities. Um, we have absolutely no input into the process whatsoever. We literally have that identity imposed upon us. Many of us have that imposed upon us as small children um, and all of the trauma and terror that goes along with that. And over and above that, we are being forced to have either male or female birth certificates and are being forced to identify with those things, even in instances where um, we know fine and well that there are some uh, groups in society, for example, doctors who will view our particular variation one way, whilst there are other groups in society, for example, um, certain types of feminists who view it uh, a completely different way. So it, it's kind of like th this this kind of thing is a huge slap in the face to intersex people again and again and again. The Scottish government keep virtue signalling that they care about this kind of issue but demonstrate otherwise where intersex people are concerned. And I've just highlighted all of the concerns. Somebody like myself, I mean there's there's two sort of main ones that spring to my mind where this is concerned. Uh, it's partial androgen insensitivity syndrome and congenital adrenal hypoplasia. Now in both of those instances there is scope for the person to really identify um, 
like whatever way they damn well please because in both of those instances the person's sort of biological anatomy comprises some male aspects and some female aspects but they're having this choice of identifying as just an intersex person taken away from them and they're being forced to identify as either male or female and at the same time the Scottish government are virtue signalling continuously and um, affording all sorts of special and unique rights to various other groups in uh, society. So as an intersex person this is a huge slap in the face but they keep doing this over and over again. This isn't the first time something like this has happened. So there are a few aspects of this article that I want to pick up on. Mainly it's a quote from someone who works for an organisation called Trans Alliance but this person also works for an organisation called Equality Network and I actually attended one of their forums for intersex people a few years back. So this person, Vic Valentine, has said Scotland's census is meant to count everyone in Scotland as who they are on census day and the guidance provided reassures trans men and trans women that this is the same for them as it is for everyone else. This is an important decision, clearly stating that all trans men and trans women are able to be counted on the census as who they are, not just those who have changed the sex on their birth certificate. So we're once again back in the scenario of the Scottish government bending over backwards to accommodate and to comfort one group of people whilst another group of people who arguably um, endure far worse human rights abuses um, are ignored time and time again. The problem is that many people are not viewing it that way. They're viewing um, intersex variations as medical conditions, thereby they're seeing it as a medical issue. And anything that the doctors do to intersex people is being justified on those grounds. Another part of this problem is that many people nowadays have an attachment to this idea that biological sex is defined entirely by chromosomes, but they only have that belief because that's what the big important doctors and scientists have told them. Um, prior to that, it's actually changed at several points throughout history. It's not the case that biological sex was also uh, was always defined by chromosomes at several points throughout history it was defined by other things at one point in history it was defined entirely by what was on the outside if the big important doctors told the average person this time next week that it was determined by the tv shows that somebody's watched then uh, most people would just go along with that as well because that's how the masses work um, they seem to need their morality and their um, perception prescribed to them and their worldview prescribed to them, which is why we're in this shitty predicament. Intersex people are in this shitty predicament. I mean, this person has said um, Scotland's census is meant to count everyone in Scotland as who they are on census day, but it's not counting intersex people as who they are. You know, we've, we've got this one group in society that are continually being built up and built up and built up and meanwhile there are other groups in society that as i said are beyond any stretch of the imagination facing worse human rights abuses that are being completely ignored and very few people are even talking about this or even have the common decency to mention this and 
I actually attended a forum a number of years ago by this um, Scottish charity, um, Equality Network. Um, that's the charity that this person, Vic Valentine, is associated with. And uh, this, um, this network, this uh, Equality Network, they did this forum and there was a, a group of perhaps a dozen intersex people at it. And the premise of it was for us to discuss um, issues pertaining to being intersex and of course the main one which came up was the issue of the surgeries as always um, and there was a couple of these forums and what they did was they, they um, sort of put us in hotel rooms for the evening uh, it was a fairly nice hotel down in the Holyrood area of Edinburgh pretty nice hotel um, we got put up in a hotel and on one of the days that we were at the forum, possibly the second day, I think a large group went down to meet um, various different ministers in the Scottish government and I didn't go and I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't go. Nothing transpired of that forum. Here's what I think. That charity and indeed the Scottish Government are empty virtue signalers that um, talk a big game when it comes to how they give a shit about intersex people and what they're going to do to help us but when it actually comes to coming up with the goods and actually bringing into effect um, legislation which protects us and uh, keeps intersex children safe they absolutely fall far short. Um, this charity, I can't speak for their intentions. They may have had good intentions at one point in time, but they've failed to do what they said that they were going to do. And as for the Scottish government, I would never have thought at any point in time that they um, were going to do this. And I don't believe that they will in the space of my lifetime. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am for reasons that I won't actually be going into in this podcast because it's an entirely separate topic altogether and it would require an entire podcast in and of itself. Governments and the powers that be in this world will only enable a particular social issue and will only raise up a particular social issue if there is something in it for them. Now, it just so happens that this particular issue is causing a lot of debate in our society. It's causing a lot of division in society. It's causing a lot of ill feeling. Um, there's a lot of acrimony and that actually creates social division. Social division benefits the powers that be because of divide and conquer. Divide and conquer is one of the oldest, most tried and tested uh, methods of mass control. If uh, people are divided, then they're easier to control. That is one of the oldest methods of population control that there is. The Scottish government don't care about people's identities. They don't care about people's gender identities. They don't care about people's self-expression, self-identity, self-determination or any level of autonomy over the self whatsoever. They don't give a crap about any of that. They don't care about intersex people because they don't care about any people. They don't care about any group in society. And if you are a part of a group in this society, 
who is currently being pushed into the media spotlight and spoken about and helped and protected and comforted and you think that that's a genuine thing and you think that the government actually care about you, you're in for a really, really big disappointment at some point further down the line. In actual fact, the government doesn't care whether you live or die. I have had to come to accept that many people in our society are moral relativists. That's why they need their morality prescribed to them from something outside of themselves. The media, the education system, peer group, uh, Hollywood films and a variety of other bunk. That's why we live in a society where people will tolerate the existence of things like surgeries being forced upon children just for having unusual bodies or out of the ordinary bodies. That's why we live in a society which still tolerates or Western society still tolerates uh, forced circumcision on American male babies. And that's why we live in a world in which certain groups of people, for example, people with Down syndrome, are actually being almost brought in many areas of the world to the brink of extinction through the use of um, selective abortions to actually end the lives of um, Down syndrome babies purely because they're Down syndrome and the result of that is that in many areas of the world there are almost no Down syndrome people. This is all moral relativism. In the UK it's uh, it's legal to abort a baby right up until uh, the full nine months if they have a cleft palate. Just sit with that reality for a few moments. Somebody has a facial feature which is slightly unusual in some way and our society says that that makes it permissible and acceptable or moral to actually abort that fetus purely on those grounds alone. This is the kind of shit that moral relativism is made of. The people that go along with all this, they're, they're not, they don't have a true morality. It's, it's fed to them. By the culture and the society in which they're raised. They look outside of themselves to be told what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. It's not a true naturally occurring morality which derives from actual personal development and self-discovery and sort of emotional intelligence and empathy. It's coming from outside of them. So if the culture says something's fine, they think it's fine. If the culture says something's not fine, then they think it's not fine. I'm going to touch upon this issue in even greater depth in a later podcast, but that's why you can have people suddenly taking on board an issue which, like 20 years ago, the average person didn't give a crap about, where, whereby there's an actually far more pressing issue, a more serious issue, a more actually damaging issue, which the average person shrugs their shoulders at because they've not got any like newspaper articles or TV shows or Hollywood films telling them that that particular thing is bad. That's not true morality. This is toxic. That reality I've just described is toxic. There's nothing remotely fair or objective or empathetic about any of what I've just described. That's moral relativism. The Scottish government don't give a shit about anybody. Make no mistake about that. It may look like they care about transgender people, but they don't. There's clearly something in this for them. Probably the fact that it keeps 
um, large numbers of people in society at odds with each other and fighting against each other and at war with each other. Anything which is socially divisive is going to be really desirable to the powers that be. And if it's not that, then it's something else. The government don't care about you. It's a harsh, tough, bitter pill to swallow. But that really is how it is.